Today's episode is brought to you by the Sounds in Cinema podcast. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is still the Halloween edition. Michael Schatz here of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man equally as pleased to wrap it up, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hi to the, to the good people, Tom. Rule number one, never get involved with a patient. Nurses, that's another story, but patient's no good. It never works out. <laughs> Pop quiz, hotshot. Halloween 2 or Halloween ends? Halloween 2. Okay, okay. But you see my point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it could legitimately be from either, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you can't slip him past me. Oh. Was his name Bud? Yeah, yeah. Well, I also had to cut out um, listen to Bud in that line, so you wouldn't. So it would pose a it would pose a challenge, because otherwise that's like you know <laughs> that's a little bit I, of a giveaway. I'm not sure what that says about me yeah, that I know so like, well. Yeah, I was, was going to say name. it's like going. My name is Bond, James Bond, but you wouldn't know what that mo- which movie it was because he says that in every single yes, movie. Yes, of course. So that's the worst possible example I I could uh, come up with, but the only one that came to my mind. (laughs) Well, here we are. Uh, You know, we're not done with this series quite yet. Never, apparently. Never done. Yeah, we're double dipping today. A couple of episodes. (laughs) You get get a little pitch. You get a little wrap-up. Double dipping is the perfect term because there's too many of these... There's two interpretation of, of what that is, and one is uh, delightful and one Costanza. is disgusting. One is delightful yeah. and one is disgusting. <laughs> and this this is a, a series that runs the gamut from. And this delightful series has both. Disgusting. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say. That's why it's um it's absolutely perfect. No, I mean we will conceivably never be done with uh, Halloween, even after recording the last episode, uh, where I which I thought was going to be our last i forgot right. that we decided to do this episode and i also <laughs> forgot that in our future is halloween 2012 correct i mean halloween two, halloween 2 was that is that when that film was made yes Hall- it's not called halloween 2012 halloween no, yeah two but i knew it made in 2012 i know i knew what you meant i know but i've shipped together two uh timelines <laughs> right <laughs> with that one that one error Yes, exactly. <laughs> because th- that's your what nightmare. Your nightmare is going to become complete at some point. You will have to tackle a Rob Zombie movie, and it, it's interesting. You talk about my nightmare, um, <laughs> and it's interesting because you correctly speculated that uh, I was trying to offset these last five Halloween movies for as long as possible. Sure. Um, but also, I, I think I think that makes sense to do it that way. Like, there is a real bifurcation of the series. No, yeah, I agree. Um, from like like from the you know the classic and modern era, from the good to the bad. 
Well, for instance, I feel because it's just so long, we might have to do the same with the Friday the 13th series. Definitely. But it, yeah. it, it, uh, it, will, it won't be as easy in that series as it was with this series. No, no. Uh, that, those movies, just... movies kind of just, they, they just keep making them, right? They, they just, just keep going. They just yeah. keep going. It's like one every year up until a certain point. Um, whereas Halloween has taken some long breaks. But mm-hmm. it's all—it's always come back, and yeah. we can only assume will it will again. It I will. Mean, we both saw Bloomhouse, uh, you know, put in Michael Myers in the logo. Take <laughs> credit for Michael Myers forever. Those don't sound like the actions of a film company that's done with Michael Myers. Right. So, what are we doing here? Obviously, it's we're... a really good question. I wish I had a better answer for you. First, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, primarily, we we can we can you know we can uh, talk about whatever uh, in terms of business. And we will. <laughs> we will uh, talk in terms of business. All we have to talk about is uh, is re-ranking and a full series ranking. Yes, right. That's what we're here to do. Primarily, we might take a few tangents along the way. Yeah. Um, surprise! Surprise. Well, and I guess that's, you know, my first thought is, will there be any surprises? Um, With the exception of one movie and where it lands in our overall list. Yeah. I think we're pretty, we're, you know, we're fairly close. At least we have been both in last year and this year in terms of our ranking. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were, you know, we were really close. We had some some switch ups last year. But will our personal rankings change? I think that's the bigger right. question. In, yeah. l- in light of five more movies, <laughs> yes. To uh, will that will that make us reevaluate what we've already seen? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'll I'll um, I'll tease you by saying, um, my the top. Uh, you know, now that we've added five films, the top and the bottom are new for me. Okay. So it's made. It has made a difference on both ends of the list, mm-hmm. but uh, I wouldn't expect any changes between good or bad. I don't think. I no, don't, yeah. Uh, but, but I'm going to stand pat on that. I think. But the, you know, there's. A, I think that there are some. There are a couple of close calls as well. That that's the one thing for me is that there's uh, in particular. Towards the top of the list. Yeah. There are, you know, I came in kind of knowing what I wanted to do, but Mm. unsure if I was right. And I think, you know, while there is a definite split between the first five and the last five, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it as we go. I feel like there's one, there's one, there's like two movies where the the quality kind of overlaps mm-hmm. and i'm struggling to know what to do with that okay uh and i'm i'm i still not quite decided so this might be more exciting than it than it <laughs> sounds on paper <laughs> than originally advertised than originally advertised yes it might now with two other things and then you know C3PO and Alf spinning heads <laughs> then i'm sure uh, like you said, we'll go off on maybe a few tangents here and there. Talk about the series generally. Yeah. Uh, how well, how does it stand up 
Yeah. Against other series, maybe. With potentially only one more episode where we can talk about Halloween. So this might be a good time for any unfinished business, anything that we ever wanted to say about the franchise. Because I have a feeling that once we get to Halloween... <laughs> I nearly did it again. Halloween 2, mm-hmm. uh, the Rob Zombie version. We'll be talking more about him than the franchise. True. I agree. Because... Uh, well, his film. That's, that's why he did his film begs us to do that. Just as I imagine, if I if I say if I never will, uh, if I watch the the Netflix the monsters, I'd have much more to say about Rob Zombie's interpretation of the monsters than than the monsters than the classic yeah TV yeah. show. <laughs> I've seen one screenshot of that, and it's like you know. What's wrong with this picture? You know what I mean? It's like it's just sort of like, it's almost like a competition. Are you upset? It's not in black and white. No, I'm. I'm just. Uh, they have no obligation to do that. I mean, the Adams Family films didn't. Right. But you know, they had a they had a competent director and also a professional director a professional yeah, so, um, a real professional they you know they got barry sonnenfeld behind them. barry sonnenfeld is no slouch right he knows how to do visual style yeah because he was a dp first and he knows for the cohen brothers i might add yeah and he knows how to go beyond visual style agreed into filmmaking <laughs> Fuck. have i tipped my hand enough that's <laughs> how i feel about halloween too <laughs> So I guess we'll announce now at some point, not next, but at some point in the near future, look forward to the 2012 single sequels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we were going to do it at some point, right? Because it's a sequel. We've got to tackle it. Yeah. But it's a sequel to a reboot, so it needs to be treated. A single sequel to a reboot, so it needs to be treated differently from. From the canon of the series. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll start doing reboots. Who knows? Perhaps. Because that's a, technically a sequel. Mm-hmm. We got a we have a category in the How Dare You Awards. Yeah, we'll... least least successful reboot or remake. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's what we can we could do episodes for that if we start our our uh, uh, pantheon pantheon. What is it? Patreon. Patreon. Yes. <laughs> pantheon. Patreon. Patreon. We'll do we'll do Hall- well, Halloween 2012 on the on the pantheon. <laughs> all right now, I, love do you the, have I love the idea that people like trying to sign up for our patreon it's like no they kept saying pantheon and uh, uh, yeah that, that doesn't appear I kept to going exist to the pantheon <laughs> so so now i the, couldn't find them anywhere so online scammers now's your time to do pantheon.com <laughs> and steal the personal details of a number of people trying to subscribe to our patreon <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right, Tom. Now, before we start with any kind of ranking, is there anything you want to throw out there first, generally, about the Halloween series? I mean, for instance... (laughs) I I love how you asked that question. You might as well Well, ask that question to yourself, because you're about to give me an answer. (laughs) Well, I mean, do you give a thumbs up or a thumb down to the series as a whole? How do you how do you regard oh, this series? Oh, it's still very much thumbs up. Yeah, me too. It would take it. It's kind of how I, a little bit how I feel about the Simpsons, 
Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, I don't, like, I am not, there's almost an infinite number of below par seasons that they will have to do before it will stop being one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Sure. Like, I don't know what that point will be. It's closer than I ever thought it would be. But yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of, like, it's, it's like even a, and what I consider to be an entirely redundant trilogy uh, has still not soured me on the idea that Halloween they is, could a, make is a good great, movies. is one of the quintessential horror series. And, and you know, you, you'd... Uh, uh, and that's you know it withstood Halloween Kills for me, which is right, yeah. um, you know, which is saying something. Which is saying you know, look back two episodes, and if if we're not soured on it now, I don't think we ever will be. That's yeah. assuming that that hasn't soured. I mean, you've sounded very uh, despondent in the last couple of episodes. A little, little <laughs> listening back, Man. I was a little worried. I was a little worried for you because you have far more invested in Halloween than me. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I've always loved the series, and these last two movies, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like hitting rock bottom, I suppose, as an alcoholic, or, you know, <laughs> that's as that's as bad as it can get. Yeah, well, Halloween Kills is is the rock bottom, and then but I I'd, and, l- I'd and love then... to get sober and have them make one of our pitches. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then you know, Hall- Halloween ends is kind of like the the fever dream you have when you're sobering up. Yes, right. When you're going through withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it right. gets you where you need to be, but it's not a fun process. But it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely. It's still a thumbs up for me. It it is. Like you said, I think it's one of you know it's a it's a hallowed and important series within uh, cinema and the horror genre, Definitely. and I don't think that can be really argued against. It's uh, despite kind of, yeah. you know having despite being an uneven series and having plenty of missteps, uh, even you know I'll say that three of the biggest perceived missteps in the series say with five six and resurrection right uh i think are still far more enjoyable uh and worthy of watching you know every halloween than than uh most other bad series bads and i look back at my notes for those movies and what something i was struck by that was regardless of the quality of the film that they always had uh good performances yeah, good set pieces scattered throughout them, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's the the biggest difference that I've noticed is that you know that the redeeming qualities you know, a bad film bad films with a lot of redeeming qualities versus you know bad it's films funny you that, say that. that don't know how to sort of like ameliorate that mm-hmm. in any meaningful way. But you know the the what do you say five six and resurrection. Yeah, they, they, they extremely watchable. Well, five of... curse and resurrection. I guess we should be saying yes, yes. Um, so I think there is, I think there is a difference mm-hmm. in the kind of bad filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking about this just the other day because we just finished with Halloween Kills and, or sorry, Halloween Ends, mm. 
and we were kind of, you know, you you had had brilliantly had said at the beginning of the episode, oh, I'm glad we're not uh, going with the broad characterizations anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because, of course, that movie's replete with it, and yeah. I was thinking about the mother character for Corey mm-hmm. and how broadly drawn that character is. And yeah. then I was thinking about the dad in <laughs> Halloween 5. Six. And you could... Oh, six. Yes. Yeah, sorry. In six. And I was thinking, you could argue that that character is just as broad, but why does that character work? What is going on? Yeah. Is it just the actor? Is it partly because the mom is being played for comedy at certain points? Yeah. But everything she's doing is fundamentally not comedic, being abusive yeah. towards a child. So, you know, it's it's interesting to me the idea that two movies that at least we're looking at as as not necessarily one of them as a huge failure, but mm. uh, on the lesser end of, of, I'm sure, our ranking. But but one has a fundamental performance that works. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, one doesn't. And, the, you know, the move the, the movies, uh, you know, the. The perceived missteps, and that's a really good way of putting it, mm-hmm. um, of the series prior to the, this current trilogy, uh, they always flirted with comp- competence, right? There was always yeah, like, like right, sort of, right. even, you know, and and uh, five especially is is so strange in so many ways. It, it was fun to look back at my notes and you know, see so he turned the camera around upside down sure. for no reason. You know, why is right. this, why, why is this happening? Why well, why is that happening? And yet, you know, there are these bursts of competence that keep coming, and uh, you know, when you when you sit down to Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, it, it, it's it, it's kind of a once you start along that road, you can't go back. Yeah, because I can remember giving Halloween Five a lot of shit, and its director a lot of shit. Yeah. And now, and now. But then laundry shoot. Yeah. Danielle right. Harris. Exactly right. <laughs> Donald Pleasance. Mm-hmm. Doing great if, good work if left field work. Um, yeah. <laughs> and but the laundry shoot idea is a perfect example. Yeah. It's a perfect example of you know a, a great set piece with really good filmmaking. Yeah. And and there's you know when I look at Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, man, I'm struggling. Really, to, it's pretty to, poor filmmaking. That yeah, that I'm really... just struggling to to stick up for that director for David Gordon Green. It's yeah. It looks it looks very <laughs> I mean it's it's unfair it's unfair to do this because he's not at all involved even though he's had previous associations with these filmmakers but mm-hmm. I it's almost like you can hear Seth Lo- Seth Rogan's high laugh in the background of some of the shots right you know that sort of like scenes conceived and filmed on weed yeah by people who have had no formal filmmaking training <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, any other thoughts? That, uh, well, there was a, there was a couple of uh, a couple of items that I didn't get to say, which I, I mm. um, from this this part of the series, I, I really wanted to mention, and just because I was really kicking myself that I didn't realize it straight away, but in Halloween Ends, there's a, a shot where um, uh, Carl Richards Lindsay pulls away the um mother of yeah. the child who's killed 
in in the opening scene from uh, she's going to like attack Corey. We all agreed this scene doesn't at the bar should never happen. Uh, right. Wouldn't it? Would never happen. Um, and there was something about that shot that made me think it had more significance than I originally thought. And then I realized they're going for uh, uh, a, a replica of the Real Housewives meme where Kyle Richards is dragging away. Oh, I can't remember who it is now. It's not Camille well, Grammer, but you but would know. You're the fan. Another housewife, but it was a famous as revealed on our it's show. It's a famous meme in the panel. It's it's Carl Richards dragging away another housewife, and then there's a cat on a table looking up from a table on the other one, and it's usually accompanied by two different interpretations of the same word. But it's exact. I've looked at the meme since, and it's exactly the same shot. They frame it in exactly the same way. So there's a that little... actually actively makes me angry. So there's a little nod to to just to the re- fact that they're real going housewife's for that. Law. Oh man! Real housewives internet law in that uh, in that shot, and on on a slightly more positive note, oh, um, right. <laughs> slightly. We we talked a lot about uh, Buster Rhymes's verbal diarrhea in um, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Resurrection. Resurrection. Uh, and again, like I was trying, aside from his own rapping, I was trying to think about what does this flow of speech remind me of? <laughs> and there's a character in Family Guy, recurring character called Floyd Weatherton, who is a brain damaged yeah. boxer who, who <laughs> you see as commentating on boxing matches. And, you know, his, the, the, the shtick is he can't string together a sentence. So you you look up, you can look up the best of Floyd Weatherton on YouTube. You tell me that that is not <laughs> the cadence of, <laughs> and word choice, of Buster Rhymes. Wow. So there you go. There's a couple of, uh, couple of Easter eggs there for you. A couple of gems. I, well, I hope so. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to uh, temporarily leave Halloween without mentioning that. All righty. Uh, so that leaves us. Uh, I mean, it's time to rank. Yeah. Uh, as you reflect back on the entire series, I think it's interesting to sort of note, uh, you know, what what it is we value the most, and so sure, what is at the top of your list? Um. Well. It's Halloween 2. Is it? Yeah. Finally. Okay. Wow. Because, you know, seeing seeing multiple attempts to remake that film made me realize quite what an achievement the original is mm-hmm. in a way that I'd never considered before. Right. It, it's... That story is a really hard one to tell. Yeah. Full of pitfalls, some of which Halloween 2 does actually fall into. But even with those pitfalls, it just, it it comes out on top as a really strong film overall. But it's an aftermath movie. Yeah. I think gets the idea of an aftermath movie pretty good. As well as you can whilst, you know, but but then there there are, you know, moments that make you think probably sequels should go beyond this at some point. Should, should get beyond this style of film, but that's not this movie's fault. That's not that's that not movie's this movie. Fault. No, it makes the best of a of a of a bad job, and um, it's interest. It's just interesting to me that you know. I mean, we don't know. We at this point, John Carpenter is kind of along for the ride. 
since mm-hmm. the 2018 relaunch. I mean, I know he was somewhat involved in that. I don't know how much he's involved in Kill or Ends. Um, but they're certainly, you know, paying lip service to his canon. We saw, like, you know, Christine is a big part sure. of the thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's sort of interesting to me that, like, he gives himself a lot of shit for the for, for the screenplay yeah, right. for Halloween too, but there's nothing in there that is that is even close to the kind of clunky, no. reverse engineered storytelling that that those three scripts have. The worst there is is the cat. <laughs> the cat. The, the cat jumping out at the security guard. I did I did notice that, but you know, and again, but <laughs> and again, in in. I have a great affection for the things that don't work in Halloween too, and that's what sure. I also realized going back over my notes. It's like, God, that sounds like a lot of fun. Remember yeah. when fun was a part of Halloween? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's so it's funny because, like I said at the top of my list, there was a real wrestling. Uh, last year, I listed Halloween four at the top of my list, yeah. and. You know, if you've gone with Halloween three, (laughs) this series has done some real damage to our brains. (laughs) So I I did not go to Halloween three. This series has done a number on us if that happened. Oh, man. You imagine? Matt would never speak to you again. I know. Matt was so angry that I had changed my mind on Halloween three at all. Mm hmm. And given it uh, so much more credit when I watched it under the guise of these movies and, you know, watching them uh, in terms of how they fit into the Halloween franchise. But what I was going to say was that, like you, Halloween 2 <laughs> really raised itself as as a piece of filmmaking and a piece of writing yeah. and in every which way for me having watched all these movies that and maybe it's it's probably just my being stubborn it's it's probably my uh ocd kind of nature to to stick with what i really love mm-hmm. and what i do really love is halloween 4 mm-hmm. and that is still at the top of my list but i got to tell you halloween 2 was so close and I think at the time we I, I talked about how that is definitely much more of a consistent a consistently good film, uh-huh. and yet I don't think it ever reaches the heights of of when Halloween when Halloween two is good. I think it's better it's better than anything in Halloween four. Yeah, you might be right. I think I just have always so appreciated. There's. I mean, I don't want to relitigate that. It's just, you know, yeah, like right. that's that's where I'm coming from. Which is And, which... and I'm I probably can't even disagree with that. I think I I obviously as always we talk about big swings, but that that movie has one of the biggest swings possible with its ending and having waited 10 years for Michael Myers yeah. to come back and then produce that ending, mm. I respect on such yeah. a grand level that it raises that movie, I mean, to- slightly, slightly top raises Top to bottom, a better movie, but there's nothing like... Which is to say nothing of the fact that there's a third movie that I really, really like that, uh, you know, comes in 
right underneath those. So, so let's. So you've got. So you're. Halloween I'm officially. Four. I have four at the top and two right below that, and okay. two is my second. Okay, then. Uh, well, Halloween three is is my second. Okay. I mean, there's not really any reason. No what... surprise there. No, but it was on. You know, it was on top, and it's got nothing. That's no reflection on. You know. <laughs> now wait like, a second. It's like Tom. I... It's like Tom Hagen because it's because how you know it, there's no, it's no reflection on Halloween three season of the witch. It's just not. <laughs> it's just not a wartime consigliere. You know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but in your original ranking, you had two at the top. Didn't no, you? no, three. Are you sh- really? I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad. Hmm. I know. I don't know what else I have to do to convince you, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I, again, you know, it's it's a, a movie that I I have really strong feelings for. Yeah, you. I mean, but um, that's your deathbed movie. But in a but also his his. I'd the, like a really good meal, and I'd like to watch Halloween three, please. <laughs> And I can watch it for free now. The other night I was really tempted. And then I yeah. thought, no, what are you doing? Look at all the media that's out there. I got a little <laughs> I got a little surprise for you. I turned it on the other night, watched about the first ten minutes. It hasn't been free for so long. But it was it was it was so late at night that I thought, Don't start this. Just no. just Your favorite part with the Harry Grimbridge part. Your favorite uh, yeah. character in the movie. Yeah, I want. I want. And that you remembered his name and made a pitch a sequel about it. <laughs> I yeah, I said I want to end a movie with with the beginning of this movie. That's right. Um. So, but you know, and again, sort of. It it still it gets better. Seeing what, seeing alternate versions of, of Halloween three, you know, mm-hmm. um, the. Halloween Ends has that job of do we do we go down an anthology route or do we continue the Michael Myers story and it decided to do neither and both. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot to be said for just drawing a line yeah. <laughs> under under the ongoing story and doing your own thing and the, that movie is a real testament. I, to I agree with you that there's there's a lot to be said for that movie having done that and the series going in that direction. I think... Uh... You know, I'm, you know, I have a love for Michael Myers like we care about Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so, sure. so I gravitate towards the Michael Myers stories. But here's, those, well, and there's another the analogy to things. Sylvester Stallone because Creed 3 is going to be San Stallone. Yeah, right. And that's, again, that's, so it's exactly the same dilemma. You go in like Creed Three is basically it is it is not Rocky. You know, there's no, um, you know, there's no more umbilical cord. Yeah, the series has has, has cut the umbilical cord from. Yeah. And the good things, character. you know, and and it's movies like Halloween Three, Season of the Witch that made me think good things can come from cutting the cord like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You have to get very inve- you know you have to get very inventive. You have to sort of embrace the weird and yeah, right. the offbeat and the left field. And that's what and that, I love that, about you this know, film. Right. And so watching all the those front half Halloweens together last year, that really struck me. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. watching it in isolation with just the uh, 1982 sequels, I was I was so much more apt to see what's wrong with the movie and the characters we're following, but seeing it within the framework of of horror generally, mm. John Carpenter's movie specifically, and then the Halloween series. And I still think framing I still made think, it a far more interesting movie. And I, I you know, it, we talked a little bit this about this on the last episode, whether Halloween has a has a future in TV because mm-hmm. it's the only one that hasn't made that jump yet yeah. of the big three franchises, big four if you include Chucky. Um, I get well, I guess Texas Chainsaw hasn't. Um, but um, right. Halloween three season of the witch. I mean, we don't really make anthology television anymore, except through mm-hmm. the through the back door. You know, um, it's interesting. Like, I mean, you have Creep Show, but yeah, I, I just like. I mean, but Halloween three is a perfect template for how you you know continue to make uh, one off stories about Halloween sure. within an anthology oh, yeah. mode. I mean, you, you twelve of those. Uh, I'd be in Hog's Heaven. Twelfth season of the witches, I'd be in right. Hogs, like a year. I'd be in. I mean, and, Hogs and Heaven, you know, but it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen. But you know, it's funny though because it should. It absolutely should. And Halloween is weirdly, I think, because we mentioned that Friday the Thirteenth and uh, Nightmare were both anthology series, and they both failed largely because people right. were like, "This doesn't have anything to do with what, sure. with what we like." I, but I think because there is precedent within the Halloween series for anthology diversions, <laughs> I think it could actually work. I mean, no streaming service is ever going to go for it. I'm also, I'm also kind of delightfully having a flash of, you know, one of the reasons is is it's very easy to put Freddy Krueger at the beginning of an episode of an anthology series and have him introduce it, yeah, because he's naturally got some comedy chops and that kind right. of thing. But I'm I'm having a flash of like a completely silent Michael Myers just yeah sort of pointing to a, a character or you know I don't I don't know exactly what the you know you'd have to come up with with some jokes of a silent Michael Myers introducing something yes but you would that that to me would be that that would to me would be worthwhile and kind of fun. Yeah, it'd be a difficult, it'd be a difficult pitch, wouldn't it? It'll be a difficult yeah. pitch feeling. So your narrator is silent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's correct. Imagine Rod Serling, but he's not saying anything at all ever. That actually, that kind of works for me too. <laughs> all right. Well, I have learned to appreciate Halloween three far more than I ever thought I uh, would and but it is not third on my list third on my list is Halloween H2O yeah fair enough fair enough (laughs) Um, and again you know I I think I think that's a that's around about where it should be it's uh, Mm -hmm. It's a really it's it's a it's a really solid movie, and this occurred to me the other day, like, despite all the screamisms in that film, sure, it doesn't feel hollow, in the way that the most right. recent hill trilogy has when it plays with metatextual imagery. Yeah, 
it actually there's still a there's still a very genuine thriller. Yeah. That comes out of it, and that's like maybe that's the maybe that's the difference, and maybe but, that's the trick. Yeah, right. and you know, it's like it's it's sort of like being. Well, I think we're still Halloween in a period H2O. where being metatextual isn't because you don't have a lack of content. Right. Because they did. They had they had a, a core of a really great approach to the Halloween film. And along the way, you know, that they, they had a they they had a producer uh, mm-hmm. who was interested in kind of metatextual stuff. It was kind of a it was also a celebration of Halloween. You know, right. it, it was an anniversary film, so you know there was that kind of metatextuality in there um but it ne- to me it never like it never contaminated the film in right. any meaningful way it. it was just an additional it... pleasure of it yeah that didn't harm the structure of the film and the way the story is being and well told. that's what i was going to say it doesn't it doesn't fuck with the structure of the halloween film really at all no it's it's a veneer it, it kind of it's and it's, it's interesting, you know. It's interesting the stuff. With, yeah, the stuff I mean, with the, the, that's just where horror movies were at that time. So it's the look of the film more than anything. I think we else, misremember but it's not the content. I think we misremember that period a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. starting to get that. You know, it's like that's when horror films became metatextual for a while. It's like yeah, but they were still written by people who were competent storytellers. Yeah, I don't know. That's... And it's a completely different metatextuality than yeah. the Scream movies themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... it's. You know, it's saying it without yelling it, really. When yeah. you have the, the Jason hockey mask and... <laughs> yes. But, the, you know, that kid plays hockey. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hockey player. Yeah. So it's not... It's, it's just not sort there. of... It's just... And again, it's just sort of playing with your expectations a little bit. Right, Recognizing yeah. because the... And in that way, it's fun. In that way, it's 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 not try. It's cute without trying to be too cute. It's for sure. You know, interesting without trying to be without trying to be interesting in a you know all capital letters kind of way. Yeah, I think you know when a series is because you know this is the twenty year anniversary of of the original Halloween, and when a franchise has been going for that long. You have an established formula. There are certain tropes. There are certain rules. Mm-hmm. And I think this film was really good at sort of negotiating what viewers were bringing to it in terms of expectations and playing around with them a little bit in a sort of fun, knowing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knew when to draw the line and actually say, "No, well, this is still, this is still, uh, this is still a Halloween film, and and we've still got to deliver." Mm-hmm. Um, we and we can't get cute and pre- we can't get precious about it. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's a, that's a huge difference. And again, just that sort of, you know, it is a very it is very middle of the road in terms of its storytelling. But I that kind of balance yeah. is sorely lacking in the later films. So I think right, it, it comes across more. So it comes across as for so much more professional. Yeah, professional, and again, you know, it, it beyond it's beyond flirting with competence. It's not one of the flirting yeah. with competence. It is it is an extremely competently made film. Yeah. Uh, to me, it, it I mean, it's 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 behind uh, Halloween Four, The Return of Michael Myers, but I, mm-hmm. I I definitely think of them in the same uh, bracket. Of, so does that mean <laughs> that Lee Halloween? Um, does that mean that Halloween Four is third on yeah. your list? Yeah. Okay. 
so nothing's changed there. Um, but yeah, H two O right right behind it. I I think they're okay. they're cut from the same cloth. You know, they they uh, they're really they're really solidly crafted films. That that's, I think you you know you could you could look at their screenplays and think they're really well constructed, really well told stories. Right. Um, and that's what I admire about them. But I think Halloween Four is a little bit more successful overall. Well, and. You know, I'm going to throw you the uh, bone you've probably been waiting so long to hear because next on my list will be Halloween 3. Right. Season of the Witch. So that's fourth on my list. All right. I have so come around to a movie that's different, odd, weird. Yeah. Delightfully so. But like you said, I mean... If you're gonna do an anthology, this is how you do it. Like yeah. you know, this is this is a. It's not following a traditional hero. Uh, <laughs> we've we've said plenty about Doctor Daniel Chalice, and he is a despicable person. Yeah. But uh, I have grown to love him as an interesting character. Uh, that is it. As it. That is it. You. That was what Halloween Ends confirmed to me. Yeah, is that it's it's not about what Chalice represents. It's about taking him. You know, it, it, it's like that that great quote. Um, I think it's Richard Dyer who said, the film critic, um, mm-hmm. who said, uh, you know, everyone everyone thinks Fatal Attraction is a movie about AIDS. Why can't it just be a movie about two people? Yeah. Right. And I, that's how I feel about Doctor Daniel Chalice. It's like, yeah, that's what he represents politically. Mm-hmm. In, in the terms of gender politics and parenthood and, you know, yeah. all those paradigms. But he, he, you know, and largely because of Tom Atkins as well, he's just he's just completely unique in the idiosyncrat- idiosyncratic. Yeah, you right. Do not, you do not get, ca- like, you can sort of fit him into the sloppy hero mode, but as we've discussed, he doesn't even reach that level. Yeah, right. He's yes. got his own thing going on. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and so it's does. wonderful to behold, largely because Tom Atkins knows how to play him in a way that is incredibly winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it helps to have a winning actor play right. your not and, winning you know, character. And Halloween Ends just wants to prove a point that they're better than uh, than a movie made in 1982, which, as you said on previous episodes, is is uh, you know nothing incorrect to, nothing to write home about. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Well, and so uh, I don't know. Is this where it gets weird? <laughs> uh, well, let's see what your next one is. I'm struggling, Tom. I don't know what to even say. Oh, really? Well, I'm pretty clear on what my next one is, but you're not gonna yeah. like it. You're Five. Not... <laughs> Five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If if your assumption is I'm not gonna like yeah. it, then it has to be five. Right. It's yeah. It's I mean, one of the one of the uh, most watchably bad movies uh, I can think of. I I don't disagree. I can put it on after four, knowing full well it's not good or in any way connected <laughs> to four. But right. To me, it feels like a you know. To me, it's just like. 
it's just like buttering the bread to the end of the mm-hmm. to the end of the slice. You know, it's just yeah. like it's like that's where the knife goes and the butter goes all the way. And it's like <laughs> that's probably end up with too much butter, but I'm not leaving I'm not leaving this butter on butter you're not leaving this bread unbuttered. That's what it feels like to me. It's just like it goes down so easy. For, so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, where I find myself is struggling with what I thought about Five and Curse. Yeah. What? Uh, how I regarded Resurrection, and yeah. where twenty eighteen lies within all of that. Right. Oh God. Yeah. So, I I, for, I forget. <laughs> I, I forget you, that, that, that you would you forget that, that I like that movie, movie more than steam. you. Yeah, I know. So it's like finding out that Halloween 2018 was a rapist all along. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> no, like no. <laughs> so. I mean, I really thought that 2018, even after talking about you about it with you. I thought it was going to land next for me. Mm. And it just doesn't. Interesting. This, really, I, this movie's really fading in your appreciation. I know. It really is. But I <laughs> then I had to decide. I, I don't have five as high as you do. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. That's... But, but what I was really struggling with was... Uh, how do I feel about Six and Resurrection? Where do those land for me? Yeah, me too. Because I have to tell you, I have had such a renewed appreciation for Resurrection that I never thought I would no, have. No, no. <laughs> you... And never thought it would deserve. No. <laughs> but watch no, it. Nobody like... expects the Halloween Resurrection, yeah. No, yeah. And... Paraphrase Monty Python. And of course, in our previous last part of this series, I put 2018 above Resurrection. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it made me think, well, what's it mean that I'm struggling to decide between Resurrection and Six? Oh, no, what's happening? Yeah. But at the end of the day, and I think you, you probably remember this in our chats last year for... You know the reasons that I I always have kind of gravitated toward curse. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something magically stupid about that movie. But yeah, I mean that is that goes down even easier than five for me personally. But, but I it, I just think it's a a cool drink of water. Well, I mean it also it has, still has Donald Pleasance. Yes. It 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 takes a weird left turn in storytelling. That is nonsensical, but but it's kind of delightful. <laughs> I there's just something really fun in the dumbness of that movie that I personally gravitate towards, and so Halloween Curse of Michael Myers was next on my list. Here's what's just absolutely remarkable about this film and why it deserves that level of consideration. Uh-huh. It, it it barely it barely constitutes a film in any I know. in any sense. <laughs> I know. And yet you would never hesitate to sit down and watch it, and I think that says it all. Yeah. That that's what it was more than anything, was that 
I mean, I we both called it a bad film, but sure. you've no choice. The the movie leaves us with no choice. It leaves you no choice. But but like you just said, there is never a time hmm. where I wouldn't. If somebody said, "Hey, I'm watching this," I would go, "Oh, I'm good." I would sit down and watch it every single yeah. time. There's something there is there is compelling elements to it. And yeah. the fact that they can sort of rear their head above the parapets of this god awful disaster yeah, is right. kind of uh, unbelievable. You know, I, 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 Paul Rudd is really good, and yeah, you know, exactly. looks even better post Halloween Kills when you see how you can completely fuck that up. You know, botch, botch Tommy Doyle as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the you got Mitchell Ryan, you got you know the the last yeah, right. the last breaths of Donald Pleasant, Donald Pleasant's uh, <laughs> last last gasp. <laughs> um, Kara's really good. The, the dad is really good. It, yeah, right, exactly. They're... And and you know you know what I have a renewed appreciation for post Halloween ends. Uh huh. Barry Sims. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That was a to- that was a shock jock DJ that worked. That... In retrospect, <laughs> yes. At the right. time, I'm watching it, going, "Don't do this." <laughs> I don't want not Howard Stern. It's it's shitting just, all it's over just this a movie. product of the times. Yeah, it's like I don't but... want not Howard Stern shitting all over this movie. Yeah, right. Uh, but now I look at it and go, you know, he sort of there's there's not much that weaves this movie but it's together. Funny. But know, this there, is it, right? There there are things with. <laughs> With resurrection and, uh, or rather, with curse and resurrection, that time has helped. So Definitely. when you look at when you look at curse and you see the shock jock of Barry Sims, and all you're thinking is, well, you know exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to hook into what's the now. What do people care about? They care about Howard Stern. And it's the same with resurrection. Yeah. What looks prophetic now and <laughs> looks really dealt with you know in a in an interesting thoughtful manner yes. now yeah looked like it was just glomming on at the time yeah. so we're we, you know i mean the, that's a reflection on cares, us, like, right yeah right i mean because... resurrection it it feel it, at the time it felt like resurrection was saying well the big thing right now has all to do with the internet and with reality tv so we're going to make a movie a halloween movie about that yeah and so well that's exactly what that, it was yeah, I mean, but at that time, when you look at it at that time, that makes that movie feel a little hollow. Yeah. But when yeah. you look at it, you know, 20 years later, it looks, it, it's far more interesting that they made that choice and it, it bears out in a way that is far more interesting yeah, they, uh, they they made a lot of... Edu- you, you have to give the movie credit now. Definitely. I mean, they, they guessed right. Uh, yeah, about how the internet and reality television would continue to affect us as a culture, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I don't think you could have had a consciousness in the mid '90s of uh, that that Howard Stern would still be a pop cultural force in 2022. Yeah, right. So right, 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 right. These two movies. I mean, you could you could either say got lucky or you know, speculated intelligently enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, within within both within I can't believe I'm saying this about either of these movies. <laughs> but within both of these films, and I think you said it you said it perfectly, there's an interesting, thoughtful discussion of the issue that you're raising. The issue that you're raising is might be a gimmick mm-hmm. to bring in 
uh, you know, to bring in audiences who, you know, to, to feed into the zeitgeist. But in both those movies, you'll, you're sort of like, well, you know, the, in, in Barry Sims, it's about the sensationalization of yeah, serial right. killer lore. Um, and then Halloween Resurrection kind of does something similar, but uses the sort of the idea of reality television and internet culture. So it's a, I think it's a combination of that, you know, they, they, they got lucky certainly, mm-hmm. but th- they were also thinking through the ramifications of, of, of what this moment in culture brought out. Right. Uh, so at least that, yeah, I mean, and that's why, know. that's why they're so hard in my mind to separate. Right. Exactly. And I, it's hard for me to separate, uh, how much luck versus thought I give to it. Right. How much thought what there was behind it, how much of that was luck. But I think, I think you've convinced me that, um, curses is better than Halloween resurrection. Okay. Very narrowly. Yeah. Well, actually, not. Is it that narrowly? I mean, it. If you well, e- if you excise Buster Rhymes from Halloween Resurrection, no, that's that's very hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to do, it's hard to cut him out. You're of creating the film. a wish list now, <laughs> because he's so tied to every stage of the film. You could you wouldn't have a film I, I left. Think... But like, I think it, I think it, Curse it has, has a chance better... of succeeding without that anchor without that mm-hmm. sort of like monkey on its back right it's it's sort of like um i think it has a i think i think it has a better chance of succeeding than curse of michael myers which fundamentally does not work as a narrative it doesn't work as a narrative but it does work it works better as a as a horror movie or slash scary movie resurrection's not not scary at all oh it's yeah you're right you're right i'm gonna so yeah i I think i think and uh, it's not like it's not like curse is the most terrifying unsettling movie ever but i think it's more six but it's yeah i think it's it's more successful it's certainly disturbing, but that has more to do with strange to- story chase choices than anything else. But you know, you you can you. Can... But you also do see a head explode. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the great thing about the horror genre is you can kind of push bad taste a little bit. Sure. As long yeah. as you don't, uh, you know, collapse. Into, I mean, like, look, into, that head exploding. Support of an insurrectionist minority yeah. in American Bri- society. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's where you need to draw the line. But That's you where can, yeah, the line has to be yeah, drawn. Yeah, you can exactly. push PC, you know, PC and bad taste uh, a little further. And, and so well, I do, and that's I the do thing, think cause it it's all that curses... What's funny, specifically about oh, that head exploding scene is that looks like dramatic art at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, <laughs> you know... Well, and also, you know... Give the movie a break. And we talked about how Halloween Resurrection really lacks atmosphere. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least it doesn't... You can't tell whether the atmosphere is real or fabricated, which is kind of the point, (laughs) and it's interesting, but it affects the horror elements of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Where it's cursed, you know, I think about it now, and even though I don't know how you get from point A to point B narratively, I do remember a lot of... You know, being underground in tunnels, 
mm-hmm. you know, be, trapped behind fences. Yeah, lots right. Of like, you know, trying to break into rooms and candles and you, all these kind of this unsettling imagery. Yeah, looking out the window and seeing Michael walking cro- across the street towards yeah. you, not knowing where you can go, what you could do. And I think I think Halloween Resurrection would die for that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's why it's it's uh, it's it's better. But uh, again, I don't want to knock Halloween Resurrection. I never thought it would be that close. Yeah, and, and that movie really, really, really like, and that movie really, that really, that movie really took off for me in my my estimation. <laughs> Uh, having watched it for the purposes of the podcast, I was very I, surprised how I, I, how I'm, much I took to it. You're not going to agree with this, but I miss I'm because I, I I think you have a lot less esteem for movies of that era, like blockbuster uh-huh. movies of that era. But there was I don't know in the early 2000s, even though the filmmaking wasn't always great, there was a level of thoughtfulness around blockbusters that I just don't see anymore. I, d- I don't know if Transformers just completely wiped it out. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, we don't even need to like ask intellectual questions anymore. Great. That was really are you talk- What thoughtfulness are you talking about? Just the, the well, idea like T- of... What I see in T3 and just, you know, what what I've also seen in You're on your own there. And, and uh, <laughs> another movie I think of which is like iRobot or something like that. Yeah, right. Sort of like... So like, God, it's not terribly good, but I did, yeah. you know, afterwards, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like the Transformers franchise has just kind of got to a point now where it's like filmmakers are like, uh, it doesn't seem to affect our box office whether we, whether we make Put anything thoughtful in thoughtful it or in, not. So let's not bother. Yeah. All right. So now where's that leave you? You, you, you left off at five. Does that five mean... curse Halloween resurrection? resurrection? Yeah. All right. And what are oh, you? God damn it! Where are you putting five in all this? Well, sorry, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my guns. Okay. I'm gonna say six. And there are a lot of guns in Halloween 2018. <laughs> six, 2018. Resurrection five. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, you have a love for that's five. A, that's a cruel sandwich. I know. <laughs> I know. That's a shark sandwich. <laughs> now, I think I admitted in our previous episodes. I know that 2018 is falling for me in in how good it is every time I watch it. Mm. If I strip everything, if I take everything away... (laughs) You didn't let me do that. I'm not going to let you do that. You won't let me take Buster Rhymes out of a film. I don't let you strip away the entirety of 2018. I'm not taking anything out of the film, though. What I'm saying is if if I accept... That only 78 came out, and then there's this story, and I hadn't seen all these other stories. It's a far better movie, certainly, than the two movies that came after it, and I would say it's a better movie than Resurrection. 
because I have seen all those movies, that's what, what makes it keep dropping in yeah. my estimation. But I, it at least what I think what I'm what I'm going to say that I like about it right now is that it it the atmosphere that we said is missing in Resurrection. I think it does have. And I think it I'll say right now, it's still barely a better movie than Resurrection. Mm. And I just have never. Is this still you know, a good movie? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say good. Okay. <laughs> that was the only one I thought you But I'm fucking might change. I'm this close to saying Resurrection is a good movie. No, no I can't say that. No, 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 no. That's crazy. Mm-mm. It's not. It's anyway. Not, no. Uh It's just an interesting movie. But uh you know, that, and then after Resurrection I've got 5 and I should rewatch that. I don't know. It's just Oh, I think you'd like it less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think rewatching is the issue. I think it's just it's a matter of taste, isn't it? It's like yeah. five and six are, are just batshit crazy in their own ways, and I like yeah. this brand of I like. But this, I like this the brand of batshit bat crazy yeah. in six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that's literally all it is. I think. And I think I think you're right. I think but that's we, all we it is. We both appreciate that they're that they're bad films that that should be worse to watch than they are. <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, again, really, that the the bottom of the list leaves me no choice but to um, put Halloween two thousand eighteen uh-huh. uh, after Halloween Resurrection. There is definitely there would be a huge gap for me mm-hmm. in terms of my appreciation. I, I think I, I, I get it. Um, they're all closer to me. Yeah. Than the last two films. Yeah, on the, and it's no, su- no surprise to anyone. 2018 is not in the mix for me at all. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, and then you know then I'm gonna go. Are you sticking with kills? At the very then bottom? ends, or rather ends then kills. Ends then kills. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I don't know how, if I watched it the third time. I don't know quite how I'd feel. <laughs> But uh, yeah, exactly. that's never going to happen, so I'm just going to stick to my original <laughs> opinion that after two films, not significantly better, but definitely not worse. Yeah, than, I agree. And Kills. And Kills is an absolute abomination. and uh, It's just the worst kind of filmmaking for me. I, I, it's just a terrible, terrible movie. But I think that about both of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ends is a terrible... I, I, don't get me wrong, M's ends has nothing to redeem it particularly. Yeah, right. Uh, aside from a, a, a decent music, which isn't. I mean, you know, and I'm talking about pop songs that they put in the movie, so you can't mm-hmm. even really consider it the score. Um. That yeah, that's it. Really, there's no. It's a huge failure. Yeah, a, a monumental, well, and... a monumental failure, and only a movie as bad as Halloween Kills uh, could, could could beat it out for it out worst for on the list. Place, yeah. yeah, and it's funny, you know, we just we just released the Halloween Ends episode five days ago, and at that time we were I had mentioned 
Uh, I think it was a forty million dollar opening weekend, and I think I was going to mention that, this too. Yeah, you know update, that that, that number wouldn't be static, but uh, what a pre- precipitous drop because yeah, it went to eight million dollars this uh, the week after the weekend after, and that is a that is a that is a drop. And so so obviously audiences do feel somewhat cheated in the way that the week. I think audiences feel cheated. I am I cannot open up say a yahoo without a story every day that says david gordon green says this is why i did this <laughs> here's why Corey's in the film here's why i mean and the the, the, the they explain way too much in oh my goodness in, uh, way too much in interviews that should just be in the films yeah they did this the explanation he was giving, he said we never thought that we were going to stick with just a Lori Michael story. I mean, how boring would that be? We had to carry it on in some way. I just, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. It's like, it I was, agree I agree with you. Why the fuck did you say you were doing a trilogy? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and this is to say, you know, what's funny is that, I mean, they never told us that they were going to do this. No. I, I, I can kind of understand maybe why they would make that choice, but when you put Laurie Strode back-to-back with Michael Myers on all of your posters, mm-hmm. that's the story you're promising us. And I remember thinking, what if you had just a huge a poster of just the kid's face with that scarecrow mask on scarecrow mask. and underneath it it said is evil contagious i would be confused i would think oh no i would wonder what the fuck they're doing but i think i would have liked the movie a little bit more had i had that warning here's here's a weird here's a weird uh anecdotal tangent but i'll tell but it it's what what you just said made me think of it a few years ago i was um moderating at a film festival and there was an independent film. I can't remember the name of it, sadly. Uh, that was doing the Q and A too, um, and they they managed to get um, uh, Octavia Spencer. Is that a person? Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, be in like one scene, like literally like a minute of screen time. Yeah, and they revealed during the Q and A that they. That the studio that that they had a studio contract for releasing this movie, conditional on the fact that Octavia Spencer was put as the as top billing, and the directors who were brothers, I think, just said, "As we won't do it, that's dishonest." And of course, this film never got like a wide release or yeah, even right. a release at all. And I just think it's like, <laughs> you know, that they, that, that level they of, had more character. That level of nobility is yeah, right is like. Is very very admirable, but it it um it's it just doesn't reflect industry realities. Which and you know I was at Universal Studios recently, and it was literally wallpapered with Michael Myers' uh, Halloween Ends posters, and it and it was just his face or his body, just him everywhere, right? Um, and there's a, there's a dishonesty about that. It's also you know it's deja vu really because we're back to everything that happened, everything that went wrong with Halloween with the marketing for Halloween three. 
you know, which didn't make it clear yeah. it wasn't going to be about Michael yeah, right. Myers. It's sort of like so. And they did it again. Nobody, like nobody's learned anything. Nobody on, learns on, any lessons. Like <laughs> from the creative to the marketing team, everyone is falling for the same gambit again and again. Yeah. Uh, and the mo- and the movies and the responses to them are suffering uh, because of that. Like I just, I mean. It's a weird, it, like it's a weird time for a number of franchises at the moment because you know uh, the Bond films are going to have to reboot in some fashion. Yeah, right. um, we've got Halloween having to do that. Star Wars is in lim- is in limbo at least cinematically. So right. quite a number of big franchises are um, are just sort of waiting. To do you have be a couple revived. of attempts? Yeah, you have a couple of attempts with remakes. Of you know, with Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, that produced not enough buzz to kind of go on. That's true, yeah. So they're in limbo. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's still a, there's still a. I will talk about it next year, hopefully. But yeah, still yeah a, exactly. There's still a, you know, the Thirteenth Friday the Thirteenth movie is is just wait, literally waiting to be made. But no yeah. one knows what direction they can take it in because they've tried literally every option mm-hmm. to revive the franchise, and it's like, and so. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to just abandon all of these franchises and just do original storytelling from now on. But sure. I suspect that's not how it's going to go. As long as, as long as there that's are not a... where Hollywood is it at right now. No, I'll as long as there much. are a few examples of this working, like as long as there are yeah, one or sure. two examples of this working, as long as Marvel is still, but I mean, the tide is turning, at least critically, on a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but as long as there's there's that there's like one and a half examples of. <laughs> of the uh, Batman, I suppose. I mean, that was that was a big success. Yeah, um, sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know where Halloween goes from here, but I I also don't know what franchises of that size uh, are gonna do from now on mm-hmm. because they've they've ri- literally all written themselves into a corner into a corner that they can't they can't get out of they can't seem to yeah. get out of right you've got daniel daniel craig's james bond dead no no you've got you've basically got a, got a like a like a room with three doors and in it you know like james daniel craig's right. james bond is in there ray skywalker is in there and now <laughs> yes. michael myers has just walked through the door and it's like oh, what, oh we go now? shit it's like it's like no it just ends here we uh, we don't know what we, we, right <laughs> no we're done that's funny. Well, yeah. I've spent uh, the better part of the last couple days. I thought you were going to say the last couple of years. No. Well, i just been thinking about Halloween ends for some reason. And I started thinking about how I could have made that front scene better. The best scene it, in the film? Yeah, and it's the best scene in the film. But... but but it's still inept. It's yeah. Like, it's still there's still a lot. It really made me mad. There's uh, still a lot to. You be know, alive. like that knife, that stupid fucking knife. The zucchini bread the, knife. Yeah, that's... the zucchini bread knife. I have more threatening looking knives in my kitchen drawer. God damn it. Um, All right. I mean, what? Anything left for you? I don't. I don't think so. No thoughts or feelings in regards to the Halloween series. No, I think we've uh, we've talked about. I it think so we've come much. to this, the same impasse that the series has. It's like yeah, we have no idea what's God. I mean, I haven't God, I haven't even contemplated the possibility that 
within the run of the podcast, there will be new Halloween films released, and we're going to have yes, to cover exactly. them. exactly. We'll have to do them. <laughs> but Is even there another I... generation of ACAD out there? Because <laughs> I feel like if there's not, that might give us a... Might give us a reprieve. Yeah. <laughs> even I would be fine with several years off. If, if we didn't see another Halloween movie for five years, I'd be good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, I, I will say, so here's, like, it's it's such an attractive property. Yeah. And a big part of, I mean, there's lots of reasons why, and I'm sure we touched on all of them, or, or most of them. Mm-hmm. But for me, another one is just how clean that iconography of Michael Myers is. How yeah, simple right. the look. I mean... It lends itself so well to like a poster or, you know, I've seen Michael Myers uh, tire, spare tire covers and T-shirts. It just, right. you know, I mean, we're, we're in the season of Halloween, so that's part responsible. But it does seem to be more of a go-to of people for for the slasher image. Sure. And that's, that has, I think that has really carried the, these last few films. Mm-hmm. Like people people just wanting to see that mask that you know that character that knife again yeah and the 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 filmmakers have kind of exploited that generosity that we have right. to want one in wanting to see that yeah in li- and I think literally I mentioned... giving us anything yeah i think i with anything around it I think I mentioned in our last episode that, uh, or rather in the Halloween Ends episode, that you know I was in the movie theater with a group of people and hearing audible be- bewilderment from fans about what the fuck was happening in this movie. You know, in my, in my it's really interesting. My audience, which was five thirty rather than five, I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, but the five thirty crowd is really, <laughs> really big distinction. Um, there was just a sense, like I just got an overall sense and of people were like, you know, like good, like the Martin Scorsese's dad in Goodfellas. And that's that, you know, it's, it, it was, a, the, <laughs> as the credits rolled, it was like, yeah, oh, there he is. There's Michael. He's gone again. You know, right. I heard some people sort of be like, oh, there he goes. He's, he's, he's off again. And it's just like, yeah, it and wasn't, it's just like, it wasn't it's really around... just about, it's like, we were trying to really just sort of, yeah, it was not the round of cheering that I heard when I saw Halloween H2O when his wow. head got lopped off, you know? That's fascinating. Yeah. Because that's the same scene. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, oh, there was no one. Michael was getting pulled. No one was... Nobody was like... Was neither happy nor sad. They were just yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. This is how it ends, you know? Yeah. They, they, they called it Halloween ends and this is it ending, so... Uh, well, and the movie lets you know. Yeah, I was like, uh, and then, then you know, he's like, oh, it's dark outside. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> it went dark when I. I hate that. It, when you, with a bad, you see a bad movie and it goes dark. While it's like, oh great, I literally wasted. The I day. wasted a whole day. <laughs> I literally wasted the last <laughs> chance I have to have yeah. the day. And there were so many. There were so many. I didn't tell you about this, but there were so many bad omens. Uh, when I went to see, I'm not a believer in that kind of thing, but even I had to sort of like raise an eyebrow. Like what? 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 Well, I couldn't get into. The... 
really buried the lead on this one. You did. I couldn't get into the theater. <laughs> what you? What you didn't have a screenshot of your ticket? No, no. <laughs> I have the AMC app, so none of that, none of that shit happens. Alright. Uh, hey, even when <laughs> why I'm advertising AMC now, probably because of the story I'm about to tell. But uh, I once went when the whole system was down, and they still gave me all my stubs benefits. So <laughs> kudos to the staff at uh, all AMC right. um, for figuring it out. Uh, I couldn't get in because there, there was this couple arguing in the doorway <laughs> of the of the theater. <laughs> and I had to, I had to actually say, "Excuse me." No, I had to literally. I was trying to avoid doing that because, you know, in my head, it's like they're having. In a my moment. head, I assume everyone else knows they're blocking my way. Right, and the opposite yes. is always true. Yes, people do not go around with the consciousness that they are blocking my way of getting into places. Yes, I have that consciousness for everyone else. No one has it for me. <laughs> um, and so I like, I had to say, but li- like literally. As I was trying to get through, what the guy was saying to the woman, you know, if you'd have done this to me as a younger man, I would have just walked straight out on you. Like, oh God, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to get inside and see this this movie that will no I... that will no doubt be terrible because of this yeah. omen. Yeah, <laughs> that is guaranteed to be terrible because God hates me. <laughs> If you could just move to the left, I might be able to at least enjoy my popcorn and Reese's. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I just had a, I had a sort of, just a sort of generally oh, that's terrible. eerie feeling going in there that all, all was not well. Understood. Uh, oh, and that's right. And I spilled, <laughs> I spilled one third of my large popcorn <laughs> when I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I put it on the seat next to me which was empty but i didn't know it was gonna stay empty and i don't i don't know what happened but i must have knocked it and it was like you know literally a sea of popcorn <laughs> went on that seat but i also pre-buttered the popcorn <laughs> so that was where all the butter was because i hadn't shook it yet so oh, no. it was like, the, and I, I, and I, you know, I, I scooped up all the thinking, I don't know, someone might be next to me. I yeah. scooped up all the popcorn and it was this greasy layer of butter <laughs> on the seat. And I, I didn't have like, I, I used all my napkins. I was like, ah, this is just going to someone's just going to. You're, you're the person that ruins my show. The next showing. Yeah. I was, I was like, someone's going to have to sit in butter because of me. <laughs> But it's like I don't know if it was just because of my level of anxiety, but it was literally it was like a freak, a freak knock that would never happen on any other. That's amazing. Film going occasion. So there you go. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Halloween series is wrapped. For now. You're gonna have to. For now. For 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 right now, we're in the clear. <laughs> no promises. You're going to have to tell us what you think. How do you rank the entire series? Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to let us know. Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com to let your voice be heard. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. When you hear us next time, we won't be talking about Halloween. 
we'll be talking about something else, and I think you might be pleased. I think you might be pleased. Say goodbye to the good people, Tom. You shouldn't let that guy talk to you like that. He's going to make you sad, even if you don't think it does. <laughs> that is razor-sharp dialogue. It's not even grammatically correct. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's it. We're calling it quits for now on Halloween. Wait for, you'll hear us next time, uh, or next year, for Friday the 13th. All right, let's say, yeah, we're saying it it's out loud. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> hey, <laughs> more quality Friday the 13th puns coming your way. Da, 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 da. So long. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you.